0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Penny Bloom podcast. Tis I, Colton Robertson, and I'm joined by none other than the magnificent Tavares Pennington. What's
1: up, homie? What's going on? What's going on?
0: Oh, you know, I'm just chilling. Chilling today. First remote episode for you and I. We've never done this.
1: Yes, it is. So it's, uh, you know, we're waiting in suspense to see if the chemistry kicks off like it normally does. Oh,
0: It's it's there. It's there and you know it. It's there and you know it. Nobody nobody lie to themselves.
1: I, I can see your beautiful face. That's enough. Uh, you can't see mine, but I, I, I don't have, Unfortunately, a, I, I don't have unfortunate. a camera. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: so so today we're going to be talking Zack Snyder's Justice League. I'm very excited to talk about that. We're joined by another friend, another guest named uh, Tillman McClooney. I'm excited to have him on. He'll be joining us for uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier over the next six weeks or so. So I'm uh, very excited to have him on for this little uh, test run of sorts. You know, I'm ready. You got like it?
1: to do those here?
0: I I I love it. I love it. Shall we roll the tape?
1: I believe we shall.
0: To the penny bloom podcast ain't another place that has got more bass rump past your mom dads. listening to tomcast talking everything to make you sad we don't want that we're here to make you smile put your mind at ease peace love and bloom and I always praise keanu reeves this what we about get some weeding now we'll talk until we can't no more and then we're all right let's go penny bloom podcast it's the penny bloom podcast Now joining our call to discuss Zack Snyder's Justice League, we have Tillman McClooney. What's up, buddy?
2: Tomorrow, Sincoro. How are you guys doing today? I'm happy to be here.
0: Oh, I'm happy to have you here, buddy. I'm real excited to talk Justice League because, uh, as you and I both know, when we were living down in Mizzou, we had that, uh, we had a special bond created over this, uh, the voiceover video of the Justice League. <laughs> I mean, who could forget? <laughs> Wait, i, don't think I know this video. Um, that must be James jelly don't shake like that. <laughs>
2: you know how to cash a check.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but for a long time, throughout, I, I'd assume most of our lives, as Tillman, Tillman, I know your favorite superhero for a long time was Flash from a young age. Tavares, I know the same. Mine was always Batman. So we're we're coming from a well versed uh, Justice League background here.
2: I feel looks, like looks like we have good taste, Tavares.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, great minds think alike. Basic Batman yeah, a, fan.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm, not, I, I'm cool with Batman in one sense, but there's a lot of beef I got with Batman too now. Like, I just—he's—he's he's a billionaire, yeah. and like, obviously, he—he he could do a lot more productive stuff with his money, <laughs> but he—he he decides to, you know, put on a bat suit and fight people who are selling drugs, and that's
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: that's something.
1: Yeah, he could he could have picked the I don't know more nuanced way of doing it. He was just kind of like, I'm rich, I know how to fight, and I know I want to take my anger out somewhere. Mm-hmm. So the only place that society will legally allow me to do that is if it's a, against the criminal. Not that True. it's legal at first, you know. It's just, he has to prove to him. He's like, Hey, I promise, I'm only beating up the bad guys, and then yeah. Like, yeah, him and the police can work together. Mm-hmm.
0: And I'd say that this role is probably the most productive use of Batman there is in terms of, uh, using his resources. Oh yeah. And actually putting, uh, putting use to his money by, uh, mm-hmm. you know, recruiting the Justice League and, yeah. uh, building the tech they need in multiple situations to, you know, get them in and out and get moving and stuff. He's, uh, he's definitely a good ringleader in that he does have billions of dollars.
1: Yeah, and he even says that in the in the movie where when Flash is like, "What's your superpower?" He's like, I, "I'm rich," um, and that is yeah. quite the, that is quite the superpower.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. No man bought a bank, saved Superman's house. Look, that if that's not the most useful thing Batman's ever done, I don't know what is.
0: <laughs> nah, see that was like that was some dope shit too. I was like, okay, so Bruce Wayne's just got the money to be like that house is getting foreclosed. No, it's not. That's my no. bank now.
1: <laughs>
0: That's wild.
1: You, you, buy, you buy the bank. You just you just you just buy the fucking bank. I I don't know. But um, I I think that they did a, a Zack Snyder uh first to uh, cuz I think a lot of this this podcast is going to go with us just kind of uh, praising Zack Snyder um and his his uh, directorial choices. But uh laying off of Batman as like a real like a fighter or something or like this like this person who whose abilities were able to meet Superman's like yeah based on his own like sort of uh, efficacy like that's not at all what the story of Batman is Batman is a story about a rich man who happens to develop the technology that's advanced and sufficient enough to stand up against Superman and so they, they place a lot of emphasis on his run to technology which I thought was cool because Christopher Nolan's Batman does that but Less less so. You you go to Christopher Nolan's Batman to watch him beat up some punks.
0: Well and that's what's cool about Ben Affleck's Batman is that like I like him a lot as Bruce Wayne. Like mm-hmm. as as Bruce Wayne, he's probably my favorite Bruce Wayne ever. Uh Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. because you get to oh, yeah. focus you focus a lot more on that side of him, I feel like, because even when he is Batman, it it's, no other Batman reminds me of just Bruce Wayne in a costume than this Batman for some reason. I don't know how to explain that further, but like, it doesn't seem like this Batman has like tons of fighting prowess. Like, obviously he does. He's Batman, but like, that's not what's being put on display. It's his intelligence and his savvy with uh, technology and stuff. Like he's, he's a smart guy rather than an overpowering guy.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which I'll say, I definitely uh, agree with that. Like when I first watched uh, Batman versus Superman, um, and in Justice League, the first one I was I, I took note more of, I thought Ben Affleck was a great um, Bruce Wayne. And I will well, I won't lie. At first I was like, man, I was like, oh, I don't like Ben Affleck as Batman. I, he doesn't get off the Batman persona. But um, you know, yeah, being able to mature a more about it um, and just look deeper as a Bruce Wayne, he was fantastic. And like like uh Tavares spoke of um for Nolan's Batman, um yeah, and you I either mean, you or Tavares spoke of uh, that was more of yeah you watch the beat-up punks man will take on a whole brigade trained um by deadly assassins you know um been on the brink of death multiple times and just just a mar- strong martial arts fighter and i will say at first i was thinking i was like you know the kind of make i was like i was like that snyder made batman look kind of weak in these in these uh these movies i was like he just he can't hang in it like but like I said, I matured more enough to see like, yeah, he uses his Bruce Wayne assets um, more to his ability, and that is personified in his character more than a butt kicking Batman.
0: You know. Yeah. Well, and that's that's what I like too about this movie is we the final nail in the coffin. Like, what wins this battle is not Batman and Superman; it's Cyborg and Flash who are like ultimately the yeah. like yeah, the, right. the undoing. Which is wild to me. Like, the fact that you make a Justice League story that doesn't cultivate... I mean, Superman was huge. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, without Superman, they don't end up where they end up. But, I mean, Flash had to reverse time and do that, like, to save Superman even.
1: I think that's that's them calling back to the comics. Because I'm not super... I was far more well-versed in the DC Comics, like, senior year of high school. But, like, I... From what I remember, I know for a fact, like... Um, the the dark side threat is pretty much the pinnacle threat for Barry Allen's flash. Like that is the one where, um, or oh, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't, isn't that the one where he runs back in time and then gets, Oh yeah. It creates Flash so, point. Yeah. Yeah. He creates, he, he um, creates a flashpoint, gets lost until Wally brings him back. Um like these are these are that that's a, a crucial plot line for the for the story of Barry Allen that spanned, you know, mm-hmm. probably close to fifty years at this point. Um so yeah, like it, it needed to be a story with the cyborg and flash getting their getting their shine and that's why I think it begins with Cyborg and it ends with Cyborg.
2: Which is also kinda of interesting because like you spoke the comics and the yeah the um flashpoint in that and there's just you know the different flashpoints that we see throughout DC universe and movies tv shows and the comics um in the tv show uh when, when I was younger on uh, Boomerang and Cartoon Network his flashpoint was when they had to fight Lex Luthor and Lex Luthor took down Superman Batman the whole Justice League was down and Flash mm-hmm. was the one who ran all the way across the world to smack him in the face multiple times into so the yeah um yeah, I remember uh, that hot girl had to bring him back, In that instance, uh, he, he just, like disappeared into some type of parallel universe or something, or the next stage of life or something. I don't know what it was, but she had to pull <laughs> I, him out of there.
0: Tab, what was the uh, what was the CW Arrow versus version of Flash's Flashpoint? I can't remember what caused it. Like, oh, what he- it
1: was uh it was that was after the season with, um... oh yeah yeah with um Savitar. That was it was with Savitar that's right. and he ran, he runs back in time like corrects the thing that makes Savitar but then uh well I think that's what happened and then he create he lived in that alternate universe for like a month with everyone alive. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was just a weird reverse flash story um yeah. that yeah I I'm not going to lie I gave up on CW's flash. <laughs> 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 I'm not going to lie. It, yeah. it, I I, I don't know. It went off the rails to me. Oh, it's,
0: and they're, they're all those are like so incredibly campy that they're bound to go off the rails. Like it's just yeah. like they can't work for an extended period of time, and it's impossible to wrap shows like that up with a superhero. You know, mm-hmm. besides besides killing them. Like yep. that's just there's no there's no satisfying ending for the flash where like crime doesn't exist and he gets to just go back to being barry allen and that's that you know (laughs) there's always going to be a threat like that's just always the case and that's why they have to keep going until you know ultimately a hero or something dies
1: right which is why i think all of these multiverse uh like conversations are really compelling because they ultimately are going to be the the cure to these uh, to these um, like myriad of stories that have started and ended and, and like fans at this point are getting inundated with different interpretations of characters that they don't like know how to how to even prioritize they don't know which characters are, are more legit than the other ones or which ones uh, tell a more true story um, and I think the point is to just realize that they're all true stories in their own right and let's just say this one happens in Universe 212 and that one happens in fucking universe two. like
0: exactly I'm with you there I'm with you 100% I mean it and that that's a fun that's a fun storytelling tool it does like it's not (laughs) it doesn't have to be that it takes away from the continuity of the universe overall it can just be that like we're creating stories and like and maybe at this point that's what the DC universe should be like because they're probably not gonna do what Marvel did I don't think they have the capacity to do that at this point like, they might as well just go with this Snyder cut direction, kind of, and be like, because as far as I'm concerned, now that Snyder's out, like, this, this is just it for him. This mm-hmm. is a standalone movie. There will be nothing that expands upon this, really, besides like their own spinoffs and stuff. But like, it won't be helmed by Zack Snyder, and therefore it won't be like exactly what he visioned for this storyline turning into. Right. You know? Uh, but I think that they should just. I like standalone DC movies, man. I don't need a bunch of interconnected stuff from them.
1: Oh yeah. No, I'd like getting just like someone who you can tell is kind of a comic nerd, given a comic, given the ability to write a comic script, direct the comic movie, and then just ball out. Just do, do whatever the, do, do whatever you feel like needs to be done because in the same way that Zach, we were blown away when we find out Zach Snyder's cut is four hours long, is the same way we were blown away when we realized how long the ending of, um, of uh, like Marvel was uh, like. End game, yeah, what that was going to be three
0: hours, the,
1: yeah. Yeah, it, it's like three hours. Well, it was three hours per movie, wasn't it, or was it three hours total? It was like, like two was, and a
0: half hours and then three hours for End Game,
1: and then three hours for End Game.
0: Yeah, it was two and a half hours so, for Infinity War, three hours for Endgame.
1: So that's five. That's five. That's about five ish hours total to finish a a line of stories about uh you know five to six superheroes. That's like yeah, you know, like
0: yeah, it, and I mean
1: it, maybe this how much time I, I, you need,
0: and that's and that's what's interesting about this too is that like. The key difference between Marvel's Infinity War and Endgame thing is that they took the opportunity to make two movies, a part where they failed and a part where they ended up winning. And the problem with Justice League and the problem they had with the four-hour version of it originally is they were like, fuck, man, we got to condense the story. And in reality, if you split it up into two movies, it probably ends up working better.
1: Right. Or if you just, I don't know, do some shit like Marvel did Like, hey... Instead of just being like, oh, we got to pick and choose which movies we're going to go for because we can't make them all. No, we'll just plan to make movies for the next 20 years. And you can you can just rest assured that you will get the entirety of the story done accurately. It'll just take us 20 years. And I think fans will be okay with that.
0: (laughs) Uh, Overall, how did you guys feel about the three by four layout instead of going widescreen with it? He went with that kind of uh, vintage noir thing. I'll start with Tillman.
2: Uh, I thought it was very respectable in the aspect of um like I said at the beginning, it was like we're trying you know we're this is three by four um to honor
0: keep, the director's vision,
2: yeah. yeah, on the director's vision to keep it distinct from the other one as in. This is his vision that he had for it. It's it, it's different. It's gonna be like I didn't know to what extent it was gonna be different. I was like, it's gonna be like you know, delete the scenes added in. But no, this plot was altered and lines were altered. Movie. There's things inside of the movie that weren't inside of the the original movie that they just added in. Um But yeah, I I respect the excited. he said you know like yeah, and it's like because you know people are like you know how are people gonna know mine from other people's but. With, with that, that's like showing that this is his. This is his. This yeah. is not. This is
0: his
1: signature this, for this movie. Yeah. yeah,
2: and it's yeah symbolism that this is this is also this is not the same movie. This is Zack Snyder's movie.
1: Yeah, that he, that's, that's but, hella dope. I don't know. I don't know anyone else who's been able to get get a just get a movie redone that was already that had already come out done terribly have it redone put your name in front of it and then be like here's the better version that they turned down like that's that's i oh, don't know that's that's a power move right there
0: 100 and like is it sucks that a four-hour movie was necessitated to tell this story like you should be able to get it done faster probably properly no. I Uh, I don't
1: think so. I don't think there's any expectation of that. We don't know these characters other than Superman and Batman from Superman versus Batman and Batman or Superman from Man of Steel. Those two characters who are like really not like we we, we understand enough. But Flash, uh, uh, Cyborg, Wonder Woman, um, Aquaman. At that point, I feel like we had absolutely no grounding for them to make them interesting. And so like I feel you. Justice League just kind of shoehorned all of that work into about 30 minutes. And it was like, well, I saw their faces. I saw them in their outfits. I don't know these people.
0: Yeah. 100%. It, and we talked about this last week on the pod about how it was just, it was just the, it was just the events. It wasn't the story. Yeah. It was just like, okay, get the team together, resurrect Superman, defeat the enemy. That's that. We're not going to elaborate on the story at all. We're just going to go for it. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be it. What's up, Till?
2: I was going to say, to piggyback off of Tavares, you know, because like when I I, I might, I think that just a little bit, I feel like DC may have been, you know, felt pressured in a way as well. You know, Marvel has dominated um, the movie theatrical scene for over 12 years, about 13 years now. And I wonder if you know, D.C. felt like, you know, we need, so we, had, well, our last big thing we put out was Dark Knight, Warner Brothers and D.C., it was like, the last thing we put out was Dark Knight, we need to get something out there, and I just remember reading um, back in school, just that, at first, Wonder Woman wasn't even going to happen, people thought that it wouldn't get enough views, that it was, that people were going to come out and see it, it wasn't going to make money, and so, you know, I feel like, maybe they felt as if, they were saving time and money by not making a cyborg movie or by making a, a flash movie. I mean, cause I mean, like, let's think about when we think about the Avengers, Hawkeye didn't have a movie. Black Widow's just now getting her movie. She didn't have her movie before. And so mm-hmm. there's people, you know, in this, in, in the superhero universe who didn't get movies. But I honestly feel like, you know, I think I would, we would have respected, uh, As true fans, I think true fans would respect like a cyborg movie or a flash movie.
0: But I mean, that's what's cool is that now I think a cyborg movie is even more marketable because, like, before, like, I didn't like cyborg. I had no interest in cyborg. He was just kind of there, and I was kind of like, why is he the center of this movie when they barely told the story about him originally, you know, back in 2017. But now you get so much more cyborg. Like, his whole story was. Pretty much my favorite part of the movie.
1: Like it was, like, back, it was I, I felt like it was largely the emotional backbone of the film. Um, Cyborg, um, and um, and uh, uh, Lois Lane. Lois yeah, Lane 100%. Arc. because like it, those are both sort of arcs that, um, and also like. Um, kind of back to you know how I felt about the the three by four. I think the noir effect of the film, at least for that like first fifteen minutes or so, I don't remember many words. I just remember sort of like very slow, methodical noir esque scenes. Of, well, yeah, because it know, starts with that to, the like, end the of
0: Batman background. versus Superman. And I
1: think it was to try to like heighten the intensity of the of the viewer going in so that you understand like what this is truly a story about and it's it's not a story about um necessarily defeating the bad guy because that's what what you know that's what a bad action or that's what a bad superhero movie is about obviously it's going to be about killing bad guy it's really a story about like redemption about like learning learning more about yourself and it's about a story about love like all these like general concepts that i feel like uh, like don't get like the, the the Justice League that they thought would sell, they were like, "No, we need to get rid of all of that because that that's not you know marketable to our audience or whatever." But that is what makes it a good movie, and it's the same thing that I think. Um, I forgot the guy who did who did the Joker, but um, what's what's that director? Jared, oh,
2: was. oh, oh yeah,
1: um, Todd
0: Phillips.
1: Todd Phillips, yeah, that's. I think that's the same thing that Todd Phillips understood too when he when he. Went in on his Joker film, which was that it's not a story about, you know, a bad guy. It's a story about like these very human emotions.
2: When you were talking about the beginning of the, movie, were you talking about the three by four, the cider's cut,
1: uh, Tavares? Yeah, 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 well, yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah, he's just kind of used because I remember getting into. I was watching it like, yo, this is a serious movie. What the fuck? Like this ain't no Justice League. Like this yeah. is like. He was trying, to, he's talk, trying, he's
2: trying to... to be artful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what I was gonna say was that what we got from the four hours that I felt was so necessary was the humanization of the characters. You know, mm-hmm. you talked about you know it's not about winning and it's not about being the bad guy. This movie started off with loss, pain, and you know wanting to be able to feel that, and understand that. You know, the the the, the heroes similar to Endgame we're we got our butts kicked you know in a way like they they killed doomsday and justice league but we lost our greatest hero we lost our golden boy we lost i lost a husband i lost a father to my my child that hasn't been born yet uh back i lost an ally that initially two hours before i was trying to kill and so like so we got the humanization of each character because yeah especially with cyborg we didn't cover his his accident or his 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 longing for his dad to come to his football game and mm-hmm. his pain and his suffering. He was just a kid in a in a room that was like, "Hey, why are you following me?" And then met her on the street. Say. We didn't get the same thing with Barry. We got a little um a little we minute got the of basic him. We
0: Barry Allen backstory Allen's uh, yeah. yeah visiting his father in prison and like he's like I'm studying criminal justice You're know, yeah. like you you know this about Barry Allen though like, yeah, that's he, that is Barry Allen's story
1: the, those films the, those scenes though were very like at least those were nostalgic for me on, on the terms of uh, the flash to the CW show because mm-hmm. like I remember those scenes being some of my favorite like you know like he was like 100%. trying to get him out of prison like it, it's just a real moment with his character
2: yeah and, and with his dad especially I was going to say the fact that, you know, we got to see multiple times where he spent, you know, minutes we got to see minutes multiple like periods of time with these characters that that scene with his dad in the Snyder cut was so long i got to see the emotional pain that his father had of watching his son try to fight and continue trying to hold on to passing dad was like look you know make your own future and that we didn't get that in the original justice league so it was it was so much easier to connect with these characters when i that i just i, I admired so much all of them in every single way
1: Oh, and, and that make your own future line was powerful. As soon as I, as soon as he said that, I was like, oh shit. Cause I knew that it was going to like, it's, it's the, the flash who travels back in time to essentially correct the future so that mm-hmm. like, they, Lois Lane doesn't die. And it's like that, like. Those little seeds in there, those those are the makings of a great movie. And those are the seeds that just simply they decided did not need to be in there. And I'm like, there there's no continuity within the story. There's no continuity beyond the story because after you make that 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 first theatrical release of Justice League, what what is the next movie even about?
0: You're right. I don't even know. I don't know. I'm thinking I'm thinking it was probably Aquaman.
1: Well, I'm saying like like the next Justice League movie, right? Like is the oh. next Justice League movie just another one of those like threats that gets resolved by the end of the movie? Because like it seems like it would have been, you know, more in their in their ballpark to set up a villain for a couple movies, as the epilogue actually did, and as they decided to mostly leave out for some reason that well yeah it's the, that dark
0: was, side that dark side element yeah
1: uh-huh. that, that that epilogue was pure fucking fire i was like yo
0: that how, was gas
1: why would you take this out like this is what even if the movie is terrible up until that last like 10 minutes where you show the epilogue if if people watch the epilogue they will at least give whatever film you're putting out next a try
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, we got in that epilogue, we get fucking Deathstroke, we get Lex Luthor, we get Joker. We get a uh, a dark Superman who's like a minion of dark side. Like that shit is awesome. And we got I mean, I mean, obviously spoilers. Martian Manhunter at the very very Martian end. Martian
1: fucking Manhunter. I was like, "Yo, what the fuck?" Like-
0: and and they showed you that he's been here. He was he's he was in Man of Steel. Mm -hmm. He was like as a government agent. Like he's been here the whole time, and I love that.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that was it. Was that was perfect? I was like, this is like, this is what I want. Like this is like, there is no potential to even theorize before they came out with the Snyder Cut. The Snyder Cut just just scratch that theorization itch. Scratch it. Scratch it. Scratch it. That's what's necessary when you're doing films like these though. Um, and
2: um I wanna say yeah, the epilogue, um that I know we'll probably get to that later if I'm if I'm not mistaken, Colton. Um no, but just go ahead, just go ahead. I'll okay. just say that. Um you know the the original just really ended with the line, well, with the, the with the Black on the Boat with Slade and he was like, Well, shouldn't we have a league of our own? And then it goes off to the end of the movie. But the epilogue yeah. after such an impactful movie and you get this epilogue with, you know, a what if or a what may be um an alternate universe. That was like a cherry on top. I was like, oh my gosh. That's the thing that we see at the end of Marvel movies. We're like, oh my gosh, like, what are we going to do with this? Are we going to make a movie? Can we do something with this? Can we do something like, 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 what are we going to do with this? Like, and just like, like, has you wanting that eagerness and that waiting to get the next thing, the next possible thing, and the next possible part of the story, the next chapter. And so I thought the epilogue was just key at the end because there was just a way to keep you intrigued like oh there's there's more directions there's I want more you know
1: yeah and there was a ton of different directions you could go from there like a ton
0: and what i really what i really enjoyed and one of the things that stood out that i wasn't sure was going to you know end up landing as well as it seemed was jared leto's joker popping up oh. and uh i love that scene personally uh, I think this is the best iteration of Jared Leto's Joker by far, so far. Uh, this was his best Joker scene by far. There are people saying this is the best interaction between Batman and Joker of all time. Oh, it's my gosh.
2: I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving Which the podcast right true.
0: now. How it dare you say this? I was looking out. I didn't say it. I said What's... that some people have said it. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I for one think the best Batman Joker interaction was in the interrogation room in Dark Knight.
1: That's what that was the first thing that popped in my head. I was like, "This," I mean, I it was good, but it, it wasn't that. That was something else.
0: Yeah, and I mean, like if we're like you put it side by side, you got you got fucking Jared Leto and Ben Affleck versus Heath Ledger and Christian Bale. I'm, I'm I mean,
1: sorry, Jared Leto's never going to be Heath Ledger. No, Heath no, Ledger not. is is. I, I, I will die before somebody gives a better Joker performance than Heath Ledger.
2: But me and um Colton also talked about like, you know, with each Joker we see in these movies, they all carry somewhat of a different persona. Oh yeah. So I, I try to look at Jared Leto's Joker and see in a direction and try to judge him based off of the direction that they wanted him to go. And you know, we had a more jo- realistic Joker, just kind of like. Crazy, just you know, kind of. I mean, not exactly similar to comics because he wasn't really laugh gassing anybody. Um, Heath Ledger wasn't like laugh gassing anybody, but that persona of just craziness and laughing with like a knife in your or a fish in your face, yeah, uh, that was you know so much similar to comics. I think we love that one because it's so much. I mean, he he and he played the hell out of this part, don't get me wrong.
1: Yeah, it was just good acting, like.
2: yeah. And then was... the joker we just saw, that one was, um. It was more about like kinda like, you know, about somebody with like a mental health illness, you know, mental, mental health awareness. He was like actually just messed up in the head. And, you know, mm-hmm. so I I try to look at the jokers differently, but like I if we were talking about our favorite performance, yes, I would be like in the direction they wanted to take, Heath Ledger's joker, I thought he did that the best. But I also try to keep an open mind on me and Colton talked about oh, like yeah, that, like a gangster joker jared Leto was or whatever you
1: know maybe we need to distinguish between two like joker the character and, and joker and batman because joker and batman are a whole that's a whole nother you can have a great joker the character but he might interact terribly with joke with batman which
0: oh 100 and uh one thing that i saw another another thing that people complained about in that scene is uh batman using guns uh Batman no. promising promising that he will quote fucking kill him. People didn't like the f bomb there either from Batman, but I honestly I don't give a shit about that. It's uh, and then uh, I think those were the two main things. But like, I think
1: it's, I think it's just the, the guns different... thing is fair. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Um, I th- I think it's so. Have you had? Did you ever look into the injustice um storyline? That, video that, yeah, I, I see Tillman. No, just like the 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 video game too, and the the comic storyline behind it.
2: Like, I was talking the, to Colton about that. Yep.
1: Yeah, that mm-hmm. shit. Like, I I think I I get. I feel like they were alluding to that storyline, which is probably one of my like most favorite DC storylines. Like, so interesting. Because it starts. It starts if I remember. Does it does it start with Superman killing Joker or was it Batman? Mm. Yeah,
2: Joker? no, it Superman was it was Batman confronting Joker in interrogation. Was like, do you actually know what you've just done? And then Superman just breaks the wall and then, oh, kind of just killed, like he
1: killed Lois, didn't he?
2: He he yeah. um yeah he made Superman hallucinate, and Lois was the bomb carrying Superman's unborn child. Took um. He he made he made Superman think that Lois was like a bomb. He he, had like nowhere, he was not aware all that it was Lois, and the bomb was set to detonate Metropolis. It was a nuclear bomb set to detonate Metropolis once the, uh, Lois the bomb got out of the atmosphere, uh, the Earth's atmosphere. And So when he took her out of the Earth's atmosphere, um, Metropolis blew up and killed over five million people, and so then but also killed Lois Lane. Because um, she died up in space, you know, Elizabeth, and his unborn child. And so Joker just continued to taunt Superman while he's pinned against the wall. And Superman just sticks his hand in and just rips his chest out. And I was talking to Colton about that just so far. So I'm going to let you guys talk about that, and I'll come in at the end.
0: Yo, I'm going to tell you, if there's anything that will break Superman, the the <laughs> that is that. like. <laughs> Nothing, I mean, it, it's hard to get to Superman, I feel like, and I feel like the best way to do that is kill Lois Lane while simultaneously tricking him and killing 5 million people at the same time.
1: <laughs> yeah, double whammy.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, it's like just killing Lois Lane, I don't know if that's enough. Like, I feel like that would make him upset, right? Yeah. But it's the fact that he was tripped, and, or tricked, and and then also, because of what he did, yeah. killed 5 million people. Like, okay. that's...
1: What happens after that is, is like, it's, it's all out. It, it, it's like everything is, uh, is in upheaval. Like, that's, that's where you get, um, you know, uh, uh, Slade Wilson running with Batman and the Flash and Joker and Mira. Like, that, that's how you get to those outcomes, though. I feel like is when you do some drastic shit like that. And especially like the, the, the world and how, like, cause they flashed to this world multiple times. Um, and it just looks yeah, the like a nightmare world yeah nightmare world I always think of it as an as an apocalypse world though it seems like it seems like something,
0: something happened
1: um and it was probably superman's fault or Superman had something to do with it, and Batman knew about it and also kind of had something to do with it
0: well, judging by this post credit scene, it seems like Superman's kind of a servant of dark side,
1: oh yeah, no, I definitely think that's what what happened um there all all, all I'm saying though with the with the injustice storyline is that like I think that. You, you can see how he's kind of trying to um, pull to like Zack Snyder was pulling together the threads of of the most famous DC comics into an original film um which is like one awesome and two just like, a better, a better way to tell a story, a comic story about characters that you aren't making up characters that do in fact already exist and that have backstories and that have motivations and that have certain triggers. Um, he, he was really like feeding into the, the, the nerd of it all.
0: Oh, 100%. It was uh, and just that, that epilogue, like I want that story. I want that story told. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I want that story expanded upon because we've never gotten anything like that superhero-wise, a post-apocalyptic world where the greatest hero there is has broke
1: bad. And like what you gotta, do you even do then? You even have to question if the heroes themselves are heroes still, like if if like they they're fighting back against Superman is even um something to to you have to start to, and this is what this is what Endgame figured out. I, I I feel like is that you have to really start to problematize what it means to be a hero, and what it means to be a villain, because once those notions get sort of blurry and unclear, then you have space to to um do something new and original and something that um I don't know is just like uh, uh sticks out. Zack Snyder's Cut will stick out because he did something that I think is new and original.
0: One hundred percent, and I like the idea that in that post-apocalyptic world you're talking about blurring the lines between good and evil. Superman's perspective supposedly isn't one of malice; it's one of like I'm preventing any war from ever happening again.
2: Yeah, yeah, and then um, in the yeah the just just a storyline when he lost Lois and he was because you know Superman is always. The, the argument that it always comes to is when they're like, "Oh, Batman, he, he can fix Superman's weakness." Is Superman? It take one second for him to fly through Batman or do anything. But he, oh, okay. Superman chooses to be a guardian and chooses to go about the right way of doing things. But when he lost Lois in the Injustice comics and in the game, he he was like, you know, I do have the power to just stop all this. He's like, you know, if I wasn't so nice, none of this would have ever happened. And you know, it's funny part is in the Superman. Uh, how you talked about um, dark, him being like a servant? It looked, kind of, it did seem like he was being a servant on Dark Side. Um, and I watched a video on it, and it kind of was like, yeah, because you know, you also see Dark Side put his hand on Superman in a way like, oh, mm-hmm. poor, poor, you know, poor you, like poor guy, you know, yeah, yeah, poor guy. Like, think about it. Like, you can work for me. We can make sure that this mm-hmm. world just runs how we want it, and that there's no war, no nothing. And so it's kind of like. Yeah, Superman goes, you know, I, I do have, and like how kind of like an injustice, injustice is just Superman. Um, he's the tyrant and he's kind of like, yeah, he ceases all wars and he's like, if you don't comply with what I, with, with what this, this world order, I will kill you or I will send one of my, um, heroes or villains that I've recruited to work for me or I told them I'll kill you and you can work for me or I can kill you. And so it's kind of like, I can, like I, I, it's not like I support it, but I'm kind of like, Superman, you know, like grew some balls and he was like, well, I'm not putting up with this shit
0: anymore. And- oh, yeah. And that's the thing is that he's got the power. Like, that's always been the balance with Superman is he has the power to take over the world. And that's mm-hmm. always the concern surrounding Superman mm-hmm. is that if he wanted to at any point, he could, he could, he could, he could end the world if mm-hmm. he wanted to. Like,
1: and that's a, that's
0: an untouchable I amount. Feel of like power. They
1: need to capitalize on that because that is something that Marvel can't really do. Like I don't think Marvel has any hero.
0: They don't have a Superman. No, they don't have Besides a Superman.
1: Me. Captain America. No, Captain America would get his shit rocked by Superman, bro. Like, after, oh yeah. Bro,
0: the bro. only the only two people that I can think would even come close, maybe, maybe is Captain Marvel or Scarlet Witch? Yeah. Scarlet Witch, almost definitely. I think Scarlet Witch might be the most powerful being in comics besides Dr. Manhattan and The Watchmen. But I mean
1: yeah, it's just like they Nobody fucking it, with Superman. No, nobody's fucking with Superman. And so they need to really like think about how crazy of a story that would be to tell, right? About the Superman that goes evil. And he he he's alluding to that throughout this film. And
0: oh, yeah, he, he takes up the darker colors for Superman. Yeah,
1: the darker. Co- I can't. I just cannot for the life of me figure out why some studio execs saw the saw saw the Snyder cut and they're like, we're going to we're going to get rid of all that. All that shit. All that comicy shit. No, nah, not making the money. Like, bro, fuck the money. I'm trying to tell a good story. Like that's that's mm-hmm. got to be that. yo.
0: And we also got Superman at the end, uh, back in the city as Clark Kent. Uh, I, I wonder if anyone's suspicious at all, like, oh, Superman died. Clark Kent disappeared Yo, for a few I, weeks.
1: I still have no clue how that man has a secret identity. It makes no fucking sense. He just literally puts on glasses and they're like, oh, where did Superman go? <laughs> he could have a little yeah, exactly. black cape on. He just put on some sunglasses, some, uh, some glasses. They'll be like, he's gone. How did he go so quickly?
0: One interesting thing I thought about that last scene with Superman in it is that, like, even after all this, he sticks with the black and silver, yeah, get up instead of switching back to the blue and red. Like, it's like a it wasn't just a temporary thing. This is now his Superman mm-hmm. suit in this yeah. storyline. I know? think
1: that I think that was to allude to the possibility of down the line because they they play a bunch of uh, throughout like in the in the film they play a bunch of uh, you know alternate clips from alternate futures, um, mm-hmm. and like I think they kind of well, wanted to leave it open that that you, you haven't completely resolved the possibility that Lois Lane does die.
0: Well, yeah, like Batman says, he has that he had that quote vision where you know Barry Allen is standing next yeah. to him and, and he's he tells him that Lois Lane is the key, like uh-huh. that there's something much darker at hand here, and like if if they wanted to go that route one day where Lois Lane gets capped and Superman loses it, I would support that storyline. It would I be would. so fucking cool.
1: I would too. I'm not gonna lie. Like I I I know you gotta tell a redemption story. It's a superhero movie. It's gotta it's gotta be uh happy, heartfelt by the end or whatever, but like that's not what DC comics is. Like DC Comics is, is from what I can tell. They're just like like I don't know. They're the type of motherfuckers that create a Gotham city. A place where crime just happens fucking for no reason and it's everywhere.
0: Yeah, and you know, and that's what I like about the setup here at the end of this is that like, uh, they do leave that opportunity for a redemption by giving him someone he's serving. By, by making Darkseid the bigger, bad more in control than superman is it gives him that opportunity to turn on dark side yeah. instead of just all of a sudden changing his mind and ultimately what that story would have to culminate in is superman dying defeating dark side mm-hmm. you know yeah. like because because it's the darth vader argument like once he's gone that bad he can't just turn around and be like okay guys i'm a good guy now you know like he yeah uh-huh. he was done for
2: which in the injustice um you know video game yeah like they tried to turn back and was like, "This isn't what Lois would want or anything." Because the um, what happened was the um, they trans- the same the same little bomb thing was happening in both universes, except this one mm-hmm. was the future of it if the bomb went off, and this other one was um, the bomb hadn't even gone off yet. And so they were trying to figure that, but somehow the heroes from the past timeline got switched into the future um, dystopia timeline, and they had to fight themselves and take mm-hmm. on Superman. They tried to talk to Dictator Superman. Dictator Superman was like, ha, nah, homie, Like, uh, I'm, I'm on gang now. Like, He was like, I'm not sure. <laughs> you can't change me, homie. I ain't going back. You come around, you come around this way, you will get clapped. Yeah, you will get clapped. And so they they essentially had to lock him up in a kryptonite. At the end of the, the story, I had to lock him up in like a little kryptonite cage because he, he was refusing to turn back to He's I he. I think yeah. Well, you know when him losing Lois, I think at that point Superman is just far gone. I don't see him coming back from that because I don't think in any timeline or storyline he loses Lois and he just can get over that man. He just can't. I. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just whatever. I mean, like dude lost his dad. I, Superman said, "Fuck it, my mom might as well die as long as I got Lois." Yeah, like chilling. <laughs> and if Lois dies. Superman is gone just done with but, but the, the how epic would that to see then we would really see though who would win between superman and batman when superman is actually trying so i'm all for uh, it
0: no it's raps it's raps superman like have you guys watched the boys
1: no not yet I is that the on one
2: is that the I one with the try. yeah with the eve like the superman type character and the
0: Who's who who's a piece of shit. A yeah, he's a douchebag. He's a chat. Utter shitbag. Superman's yes, a chat. Yes, he is a chat. Yeah. He's, uh But, like, they show... they Like, one thing about Superman that's never, like, been, like, the standout thing about him for me was his laser vision. But uh, that show makes me realize that, uh, yo, if he just lets that shit loose, it's wraps. Like, nobody survives. Yeah, I man, like, laser down
2: the crowd in his imagination, right?
0: hmm Yeah. Like murdered can murder hundreds just by opening his eyes.
2: Like that's
0: yeah. that's yeah. absurd. Yeah. So no, Batman does not fuck with Superman if Superman is willing to murder. Like yeah.
2: <laughs> But um I if we can I do want to talk about Dark Side a little bit. Um what? you know and the difference between the Snyder Cut and the Justice League was in you know, the Justice League Steppenwolf was the big bad guy. He was. He said um, at the end of the movie, "I am the destroyer of worlds. Like, he's mm-hmm. like I run this shit, man. He's trying yeah. to let them know. Uh-huh. But what we saw in the Snyder cut was
0: maybe he'll maybe he'll take me back.
2: Maybe he'll take me back, Daddy. Yeah. Daddy, Dark Side, please uh-huh. let me back. I'll come home. I'll do the chores. Exactly. Like we saw a, a submissive step of where it. I I, I like that too because. I felt more compelled to the story knowing that, and this is like it was, it was like I said it was giving me like a Marvel-esque like, it it didn't feel like a climax movie, kind of like what I and felt it, like with Justice League. It I gave like, step into a purpose a big, a big beyond reality. destroying worlds. Mm-hmm. There was a purpose. We need the cubes, but not just the cubes. We need the anti-life equation. And guess what? Mm-hmm. It's on this planet. And so seeing Steppenwolf Wolf in that submissive role, and it, it felt like he was so desperate too.
1: like, and it, and it, and it hypes up Darkseid because you're yeah. like, bro, and Stephen Wolf is. It seems like he might actually be able to fuck up all, everybody on Earth. Like well, that's the they, thing. Like, that's- like literally until Superman got there, they're pretty sure they're gonna lose. Like they 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 that's just got why- lost until Superman got there.
0: And that's why I like them beginning Steppenwolf's arc with like him and Themyscira, like beating the Amazons. Because you know, if he can fuck up the Amazons, he can pretty much fuck anybody up here on Earth. Exactly. They're they're the most well fortified place on Earth, practically.
1: That's what I was thinking. I was watching that whole scene. Like, man, he seems to be running through the Amazons, and I know I ain't really done much research into him, but aren't they supposed to be strong as fuck? (laughs) Like the whole, whole, like the whole tribe shit. Like the, like every, like everybody like they they they, they knocked down co- a concrete building on that motherfucker
2: yep and 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 when we talk about plot changes and storyline changes first number one justice league he just broke through the wall they closed the front door and he was like oh you see this wall right here Bang broke through it and came out yeah. snyder cut showed even how how much more powerful Stefanov was because they, they they locked the thing down they they the cliff took it down into the water Mm-hmm. And then he just flies up out of nowhere, and so yeah, and like I like how that's how that each scene with the with cues being taken too were also dragged out in a way for us to see how powerful he was and him just kicking mm-hmm. people's butts, you know, to set up him for for set it up for initially at the end where it was like, okay, we can't defeat this man by ourselves. We yeah. need
0: Superman. Like, well, and that gives Batman much more purpose in this movie too. Like. Uh-huh. Like previously with Batman being, being so obsessed with resurrecting Superman, you didn't really get why because Steppenwolf wasn't, didn't seem that big bad. Like you were like, you were like, you can't handle Steppenwolf without Superman the first time around. This time, no, they could not handle Steppenwolf without Superman around, you know?
1: Yeah, no, and it's just because like there's just too much shit that was supposed to be implied. Like shit that I saw in this movie was like, things that i think that they were just like oh we'll just the we'll we'll uh what do they call it retcon it if we need to like we'll 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 tell them it happened like but like there's just too goddamn much they skipped over for it to make sense for it to justify like belittling uh dark side as a threat that much because dark side is is like the big bad. He is that that motherfucker. Like he 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 will crack some heads, and he will be there soon to do it.
2: And mm-hmm. no, you, yeah. you
1: don't feel that fear coming out of the end of the uh, theatrical cut.
2: Yeah, and what we got was a little bit of deja vu from um Mar- Marvel side of things. Was we knew or people who we knew because uh, they they showed it in the movie. You know, there's dark side. There's a bigger, badder guy. But also, if you're a fan um, of stuff you know that, okay, well, there's some big, bigger, badder guy there in the universe. If you know how the comics and how the cartoons play out, you know that there's a bigger, badder guy. Mm-hmm. And we kind of saw that dark side at the end, uh, Deja Vu Thanos, saying, fine, I'll do it I'll myself. Do it myself
1: yeah. I'll do it myself.
2: You do say we'll do it the old ways, which means that man's bringing the army, which hopefully we get some Justice League Unlimited up in here. We just pull in mm. A uh, whole bunch Green of arrow. you know, 300 different people, yeah, Green Arrow pulling um, Siren, pulling uh, all of them, bring them all. Huh? Bring I don't them, mind. Yeah. Bring so, this you movie became Titans, yeah, yeah. And
1: yeah.
2: The movie changed um, from the original, which was kind of like it, it was kind of set up like a finale, even though at the end he was like, What if we have a League of Ireland? And I was like, That's all we're getting is like the Legion of Doom, Legion like, Doom uh, yeah. Like I, I mean, I mean, Legion Jim is cool, but I mean, like the 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 uh, the the Justice League still wrecks them. I mean, like I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Yeah. But like knowing that there's that bigger, badder uh, figure out there, I, you know, it, this movie became a setup movie to me. It became a setup movie for different directions that they can go now compared to it just being like, oh, here's the finale of Man of Steel and uh, Batman versus Superman, you know. And it was kind of like thrown at us, and then you know. Um, agree with me or c- cut in at any time the Justice League original was just very rushed it was just very right. rushed when it came to character development and storyline I was confused at one point I felt like I was lacking information and just lacking like intriguingness because it was just rushed oh, cool. well that's that
0: that's that was the same problem I had with I'm gonna I'm a switch properties here with but Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. You know, like you felt like you felt like you just kept getting events. You didn't get any of the story. Things just kept happening, happening subsequently, and it didn't seem to have a reason. It was just kind of like we're moving so fast paced, and we have so much story to fit in in such little time that we have to show you the big moments, and that's it. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. Which is why I go back to what I'm saying. I like how scenes were dragged out, like the mascara, because it was it was okay. He popped up. They said seal the doors. They sealed the doors. He broke through the wall and he chased after them. We didn't get to see him fight the 30 Amazonians inside of the thing.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
2: him breaking the thing, breaking the, oh, you saw Amazonians die. Like some of the queen's closest uh, allies die right in front of her. And she's like, oh my gosh, they're dying. So I can get this out of here. And then him just hunt down them while they're they're on horses, just, you know, trying to get away. And He's just Hulk jumping across the land. Yeah, and so we got to see. Like I said, you know, I felt like that wasn't rushed, so I got to see. Like, wow, this this guy is no joke. Yeah, and And that's the thing
0: too is that is like making this this movie so legitimate like that's that's what that's what makes this movie is is these drawn these like i'm usually bothered by excessive action sequences but it felt like the action sequences were earned in this movie like oh, we yeah. actually got to these action sequences because of things that they showed us and i appreciated that
1: yeah yeah no definitely and i feel like the uh i like when i i don't remember much of the first justice league because i didn't re-watch it and i watched that years ago um mm-hmm. but I just remember being confused as to why the hell Wonder Woman seemed to know so much. I'm like, why is she like, I get it. She's like the one of the big dogs, but like, how does she even like, why is she so important? Was she, she's all in the loop and it was cause she had the warning. And so she knew mm-hmm. based off of that warning, what the gravity of the threat was. We The viewers, they don't, you don't see the, mm-hmm. like this massive destruction of the mascara. You don't see like, um, uh, actually, I'm not sure if they had. did they have the arrow? Do you remember if they have the arrow that Wonder Woman gets in the original?
2: They they had the arrow. Um, in the original, they just were like, "We need to fire." They when they were just, they she just said, "We need to fire the arrow to to let her know." And then it, it goes to the scene of them firing the arrow, and she see she sees that it's on fire. She goes, "Oh my gosh!" Um, she's like, "War," but they don't show the scene of her going to it going to the um historical landmark and going down under and then having revelations and seeing the tapestries on the wall they cut all of that in um, the original justice league it was just it was just she just said we need to signal that the right. that the there's, there's box when she
0: was there at that Acropolis or whatever was some of the most beautiful shit in this movie. Right. Like when and she when she walks outside of it and you see the view out and like God, there were just some breathtaking shots like that in this.
1: That's the that's the benefit of the three by four, I think, too, because like those you come yeah, about right. those scenes and they all they automatically feel important. Like you're like like oh sorry, like, like something's Kent. going on.
0: Like Clark Kent and Lois Lane back in Kansas in that cornfield, bro, that shit was an idyllic looking like that shit was beautiful. It was a painting, bro. It Mm -hmm. was lovely. I loved that shit. And it it really lets you know that this is a beautiful moment he's having. He is coming to he is remembering who he
2: is. Yes, because at first he was just a savage. And so I think also seeing that, you know, because it kind of was like when I first saw it, I was like, oh, he just saw Lois and now he's chilling, huh? He, he cool, yeah, exactly. like he cool. But seeing that in the 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 uh, slider cut now, you know, you get to see him humanize and regain himself. And I mean, at first, I was like, okay. Um, I mean, at one point, I don't know if you guys thought the same thing, but when he was just pounding on um, Steppenwolf, I was like, uh, is like, is he like? Is he like? He's not like raging. Is he like from his previous state before? Because we were talking about like, we don't know how he's gonna be when he comes back, or he's gonna be whole again. And so uh, when well, he was just pounding Steppenwolf, I was like, is, is he just like pinning him down, pounding him, or is he like trying – like, him. is he about like raging? Yeah, is he murdering him? Like is he going above and beyond because they just raised this man from the dead? He's a zombie, living zombie. But yeah, seeing him go back home and us also witnessing all the different stuff that, we're, that we were seeing at that house besides him just landing in the field with Lois, and then it goes – comes back to that scene, and he's standing in the cornfield with a, with a shirt on. With that mm, that chest showing, Mm, I'm I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. All right, Mm. but yeah, yeah. So seeing him go through his stuff and walk around the house, mm, uh, Superman, um, seeing him walk around that house with that shirt off, uh, he, you know, it allowed us to, you know, see him humanize again and become the Superman that we know and love. Caught Kent Kalah,
0: and that's what that's, and I like I I like all the. I like Wonder Woman feeling the need to call him Kal-El, and I like, uh, and I love the emphasis the mom puts on when he talks to Lois, when she talks to Lois Lane at the beginning of the movie. Like, you're the only person who could possibly understand the grief on top of a secret. You know? Like, you you have to Mm. you get to mourn, like, we have to mourn Clark in silence because the world is mourning Superman in public, you know?
2: Mm. Yeah, and... Um, another thing um, was the fact that—I um, forgot my thought, but I did want to say this, though. Um, you know, when he was kind of rampaging—did you know that in the original Justice League, Batman had it planned? I mean, I'm pretty sure you might have noticed, but um, Batman had it planned to bring Lois in for if he was going to be crazy and reckless. He told Alfred, we have to bring the big guns. And when Superman threw him into a cop car, in the original was just like, he said, Alfred, we need the big gun. And Alfred yeah. brought Lois Lane there. In the Snyder Cut, Lois Lane showed up on her own. Nobody brought her there. Mm-hmm. She saw what was going on when she was just walking downtown. I saw the explosion or whatever. She came to the scene, and I thought that was just very interesting. And I, I mean, I would want to. I, I, I can only assume why they did that, but I was I just thought that was very interesting on how. I, I don't know which one. I, I think I like, I like the fact more. I mean, I guess it, it, it's easier for Batman, that, but I like the fact. I like the fact more that Batman was like, if anybody's going to, like, fix this Save problem, him. it's going to be Lois. Save him is going to be Lois, than her yeah. showing up. But I mean, her showing up is cool too. I mean, that's. That's that's yeah, that's, that's all right. Well they, they, I'm, I'm cool they
0: showed they showed early on in the movie this is something she regularly does. She goes by here all the time. Like this is this is no like so for her to be here at the time is no surprise, you know. Like it's
2: Yeah. But she uh, traded journalism for delivering coffee to the officers, yeah.
1: That, yeah, that kind mean. of pissed me off. I'm not going to lie. That early, <laughs> into, the movie, of that early <laughs> into the movie, I was like, bro, I was like, you, you don't got to get them that coffee. They can get their own goddamn coffee. What the fuck?
0: I was like, I'm fucking, with, I'm fucking with Lois Lane, except for the fact that she's just buying yeah. cops coffee. Like, bro, yeah. they can, I, bet, I bet that cop walks over to that coffee stand and gets it for free because that's just what cops do. Like, that, what cop, cops
2: do. that cop was too happy. He said... I thought you weren't coming this morning.
1: <laughs> Woman. <laughs> I was like, bro, I was, like, I I was, was going to have to call my wife.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let's take your behind back to the daily planet. Man. <laughs> yeah. That,
1: that.
0: But since we're talking about Lois Lane and that was, that was my, that was the only character flaw I found with Lois Lane is that she likes cops. But, uh, I, I loved a lot of the side characters in this, uh, this movie, you know, when we got Lois Lane and uh, Cyborg's dad, like Cyborg's dad is the ultimate sacrifice, like that's fucking oh. huge. Oh, yeah. Like, of all of all the people in this movie, the people who was supposed to be the emotional sacrifice of the movie was Cyborg's father, and I appreciated that a lot more or just a lot.
2: Period. And this, we had something yeah. like that, yeah. And you, you know, you talked about, you know, we talked about the character development and seeing more of the characters. And, yeah, I just think, you know, Cyborg was something that we all needed and something that we all appreciated from the Snyder Cut oh, yeah. because his dad being added into that, you know, he, he we knew he loved his dad, but he also just despised him. And Silas was,
0: Stone, right that's his name the dad Silas yeah.
2: stone yeah we he we knew he just despised him because of the fact that he felt like you know he took his work more important than him. we see that in a lot of like movies and then that's real life too people feel people look for their dad's attention and for their love and admiration, and then when that's not there they 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 they, they uh they're hurt and they're frustrated, and so like no, i was when he blamed his dad, he was like, if you were there, she'd still be alive. I was like, dang, I was like he might have a point though. If if his dad was there, maybe they would have talked for an extra two minutes uh, after the game, and uh, they went and ran into the car. But I mean, like, who knows? Who knows? Who knows?
1: But also, yeah. it, it, it's it's so stupid of them to leave that out, like of the original cut, when like Cyborg is a product of the Mother Box. Mm. And so if you want to start to forge a connection to understanding, sort of the capabilities of this box that nobody really knows the full extent of.
0: And the you capabilities need, of Cyborg.
1: And capabilities you have to do it through Cyborg's character. Like he has to be the one to show what like and he is the one to show in Snyder's cut kind of the capabilities of the motherbox. Um but like motherboxes like just kind of seem like some random it's like they, they drop they drop three three um Infinity big rubies found. on yeah, or or Infinity Stones, or just something. It's like they drop three random things on a planet, and they're like, "Oh, we got to go collect them now." And it's like, why do we have to go collect them before we do the whole thing? And getting like, that you know, whole expansion on
0: how to. they got there with Dark Side yes, and like yes. all those yeah. places from the universe, leaving them on Earth. Like, yo, and that yeah. scene was epic. That shit was yeah. fucking cool. Mm-hmm.
2: Which is so important as well because it was just like we were for for the first Justice League. I I was like, who's Steppenwolf? I don't, yeah. I don't know of yeah. a Steppenwolf. Who is what Steppenwolf? Are, the mother, what like, are these boxes? Why are these other boxes here? Yes, why yeah. are they here? But knowing that it was all... Making it um, in Sonic, you know, all related to Dark Side, and then elaborating on that throughout the thing. And I mean, I get it. I, I I don't think there's been a four-hour movie in the theater since Lord of the Rings Return of the King. So I understand why they probably do four hours. But it was, ne- it was a necessity. But go ahead, Colin. I,
0: I was going to say that, like, uh in the first one with the the introduction of the mother boxes here being from all over the galaxy helped so much for me. Cause the first time I watched this, I was like, so you're telling me all of these mother boxes that are the key to the fucking universe just happen to all be on earth. They're just all right here. Yep. We never got that expansion. The first time I was like, so this key to the fucking universe, practically, they just all happen to be here.
1: It's just on earth. All of them. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. Also, why are the, they? The anti-life yeah. equation just happens to be on it. Happens to be on
0: And yeah, why well, it why, happened why, to be there because of how the mother boxes got there. And I like that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that. That's the backstory for that. Is like Darkseid right. implanted exactly. the anti-life equation when they introduced the mother boxes.
2: And he didn't exactly. know it was Earth. He he didn't yeah. know it was Earth. Yeah. This man he, the whole time he, was he like, what was this long lost planet.
0: Interesting. He was just like, "Fuck it, time to put the anti-life equation here." I'm not even yeah, going to look into where I'm at.
1: They didn't explain that well exactly how that like how that maybe they didn't. I just missed it. But like I I, I was a little unclear on like, bro, how do you have the anti-life equation and forget know where, where it you is, put it. and then forget where you put it? Like, what that doesn't even make sense, bro. If I do remember anything, I'll remember the the equation and take over the world.
0: The thing, the yeah. thing for me just has to be that like in their retreat. They didn't like I think his plan here was just to he just implanted the anti life equation and that was gonna be that, but the opposition was so heavy that he had to abandon it. There wasn't a plan beyond implementing the anti life equation, is what I think.
2: Yeah. And maybe there's a bigger plan as well, um, with the anti life equation. Maybe he, you know, I, I imagine he wouldn't just place it for any reason. I mean, I don't know. I, well, I, I think to he leave. was
0: I think he was gonna use it, like he was gonna take out all yeah. life, but then yeah, you know, the opposition was too great and he had to flee. So he didn't I mean, even, yeah.
2: If, uh, I mean, yeah, I think, like you said, Colton, he was going to use it, but then he saw Zeus, and he he saw some random dude shoot lightning out of his hands, and he said, alright, gotta go.
1: Yo, Zeus looked fucking fire. I saw him, I was like,
2: oh, who was that? There was like yeah, Zeus, yeah, I was yeah. like, oh my
0: we also god. Got some green, we also got some Green Lantern action
1: in there. Green Lanterns,
2: yeah. yeah. That man got clapped. Yeah, that yeah, man
1: he... did get oh, yeah. clapped. <laughs> he got hit to a rock. Like, he was It was like, no, we ain't fucking <laughs> around with you <two> aliens. <laughs>
2: But seeing oh, everybody man. teamed up like that was great. And
1: um, like, yeah, <laughs> if you ain't Superman, you ain't shit.
2: <laughs> yeah, Wonder Woman looked at Aquaman. She was like, "Look at us." He said, "Yeah, look at us." She said, "Who would have thought?" Aquaman said, "Not me." Not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: well, I'm not gonna and, uh, go ahead, Tavars. Uh, like on 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 a last note, I feel like I feel like Aquaman still did, and, and like. It, his movie, his solo film, kind of rectifies a lot of it. But I don't feel any closer to Aquaman after this movie, but that's the only no character, one bit.
0: really. Well, just, yeah, that's what's interesting is that, like, I think because of the Aquaman movie, yeah. like, they explain everything they need to explain about Aquaman's background and his origin in that movie. So, like, expanding upon his, uh, his story here in the Snyder Cut isn't important, you know? Maybe the first time around, because I don't think Aquaman was out yet when Justice it League wasn't. came out. So, so it's like that time around, it's like a little more important. Like, yo, at least let us know what this man, like who this man is, what he's been doing.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. But, I don't know. know the Aqu- Aquaman tripping. He got that baddie just drooling all over him, but she being mean, but she just like him. But like, he need to make a move or I will. I can swim.
1: Yeah, I can, swim. You, can you can
2: swim. I'm you on my way to Atlantis. Atlantis right now. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: But But yeah yeah. i i I agree i i I don't think aquaman's characters he's never shined in this in this uh in this movie and he didn't shine in the snyder cut in particular but he does he he does have a few cool moments regardless you know uh when he comes back and joins the fold at the bottom of gotham harbor when steppenwolf blows up the side of it and he comes in through the side of the Uh, wall and holds back the water
1: that was pretty nice, not gonna lie. And My that, only problem was like, bro, like what, what next? Like, what are you gonna do with all that water? Like, y'all still about to drown if y'all don't do something quickly. Like, yeah, geez, exactly. You just got bought about maybe a minute and a half. <laughs>
0: And I, I also liked the moment towards the end where they were just knocking around Steppenwolf, and it was like Wonder Woman hit him to Superman, and Superman hit him over to Aquaman, and Aquaman was, hit him with a trident. Like it was like a like it was fucking nothing. They were just passing this man around.
1: Yeah, that was that was nice. I, when when Wonder Woman cut his head off for they before he went back through the portal, I was like, oh my god, they did not like that shit is too savage. No, mad.
0: like I was like I was like okay, like Wonder Woman Wonder Woman was like. I'm not asking any fucking questions about it. This man dies here, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am so I judge, are, jury, and executioner.
2: I just want to say nobody can tell me otherwise, but um, the, I, I do know the best scene in the movie. What is it? Flash, you know, fast. Just super fast, you know. Just outruns everybody. Nobody can see him moving. He's just mm-hmm. running up like, oh, man, I got Superman right in the back. He ain't gonna see it coming. Oh. Superman just turns his head slowly.
1: That's Yo, that's, that super
2: speed. super speed fight. <laughs> oh the super God. speed fight. Badass.
1: That Some of the coolest cool. shit ever. Yeah.
2: Flash's face when he saw that he was moving in the same time as him. Flash was completely- Yo, and I
0: love that when Flash was like, do 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 do, like I'm going to run up on this guy. It's going to be no fucking pro. And then Superman just turns his head like fucking mm, nope. Yeah, he's
1: like, <laughs> what you bro, that shit was terrifying. If I was him, I would have been like, what the fuck? And then, and he- <laughs> I'd have run the
0: opposite way, bro. I'm done.
1: It didn't, didn't the Flash trip after that? He was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I lost my foot." Well, Superman, right. Superman trips him, yeah.
2: Yeah, Superman trips him. and then And then, you know, so he's dodging him, weaving him. He's like, oh, yeah, I still got this. And then Superman just throws his whole body into him. Yep. and like no matter how fast you are he's not stronger than him so that just that just threw barry off I mean, that man
0: that's was- that shit where barry tried to run at superman and aquaman was trying to stab him from behind superman just sidesteps him and flash runs right into aquaman uh, and, yeah. and then he just goes up and headbutts wonder woman hard as shit she heads headbutts him back,
2: back and, he and
0: then she he like flies in the air and, and slams that was down tough her too, face. yeah
2: because I was like, I was like, okay, Wonder Woman. I was like, stand your ground. I was like, yes, sir. And then I was cold. like, yes, sir. Oh. And then he said, oh, really? Man, man, flew up. I said, ah,
1: shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was then that I realized, man, Superman—they are his bitches. I'm sorry, <laughs>
0: <laughs> they are, bro. Like, and that's all you got. Like, none of them are ever, ever, ever fucking with Superman. No. So we found
2: out he loves his bitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> find that out.
0: But uh, I don't have a ton else to say about the movie. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it overall. Definitely liked it more than the original cut of the Justice League. Uh so much more. Oh, so much better. And it was the Justice League movie, frankly, I've been waiting on. Yep. You know, like this is this is what I want uh, out of these superheroes because it, it didn't feel like Marvel. It felt genuinely like a Justice League movie. It felt right, and everything ends up exactly as you would kind of want it to.
1: Yep, setting up a whole like universe, essentially, of, of events Stand and individual stories.
2: Stand by what I've Born. said for now. I'm I, not saying it's a better movie, but I liked it better than I could
1: I'm with you. I I can I can understand that argument honestly. I, I can to... understand that.
0: I can understand I, that for sure. I think I like Infinity War more just because I'm. I, I, it's hard. I It'll take it'll take some more watches of this Snyder cut for me to before I officially go like, okay, yeah. Yeah. This
1: no, is
0: this is one of my favorites ever.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like even having this conversation, like uh, I might I might just fuck around and watch the watch the Snyder Cut again tonight. Like uh, that shit was just too fire. And yeah, I, gotta yeah. know, I like I want to know for sure that I'm not like just like being like okay, it was riding right, like, its dick
0: because to... of recency bias and shit.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, yeah, yeah. Y'all can am... watch that again. Y'all speak for yourself. Four hours, of my ass. You no know
1: pain. <laughs> Yo, that shit felt like two hours, bro. I don't. Know. Low key, I, I loved
2: every hour of it. Every minute, I it, loved
1: it. Every minute,
0: it, it all felt necessary. Not there wasn't a moment where I was like, "All right, do we really need this?"
2: Like it. <laughs> it all went. It all went. Somebody yeah. said to me, "Who? Well, who's gonna sit in a movie theater for four hours?" I said, "Who sat in Endgame for three hours and ten minutes?" I was like, "What,
0: bro? You put out a four-hour movie, and it's Star Wars, Marvel." Even DC, I'm probably gonna watch it. Like I,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's just I, it doesn't matter to me. Like I, I will watch anything you put out of any length if I am interested. It doesn't matter what yeah. the length is, you know.
2: I I think that I think that a lot of directors, um, and studios and producers should take notes of the reactions that people are giving off of the Snyder cut and allow directors to release their cut if they want to or if they feel like if the director feels or if they feel like. Based off of what the audience is saying, if the directors cut will be successful. Because if they did this for JJ Abrams Rise of Skywalker, I would absolutely love it. Because JJ Abrams had a whole hour and a half more to that story that mm-hmm. Disney was Man. like, We need you to cut because we need we need to fit it inside this time frame. So we need you to cut this, that, this, and that. that so movie, I can't believe be so much better. So much better. So much better.
0: It could be so much better. But you know
1: Capitalism.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, if this, this brings the question, since you mentioned the rise of Skywalker too, if there's any movie you could get a director's cut four hour version of, what is it? That's
2: a, good question. That's a trick question because I mean, it'd be easy to say my favorite movie because I'd be like, Oh, I, I want to see more of my favorite movie, but I'm thinking now, but I'm thinking in the way of what's something that I feel like I could have gotten more of. Yeah. On a what movie you could, I believe it had of. potential. So that's
0: an interesting question to think of. For me, I think uh I think the movie already did everything it had to and everything it wanted to do, but it could just be even more in depth uh is the uh Revenge of the Sith with See, Anakin Anakin's Fall.
2: I could have, I just could have said it, but I just didn't want, I didn't want to be biased with my favorite movie, Colton. But no, I I, was... I knew, I knew what you were thinking. I
0: knew when you were saying your favorite, like, obviously you were going to Revenge of the Sith. Like, oh but God. it's gotta be that one, like, for me anyway. Like, I want, I want more of, I want more of that story with, with, uh, with Obi-Wan and Anakin's Fall Apart. And maybe even, like, if you got a director's cut, throwing a little Ahsoka,
2: I don't know. Hey, man, go don't, don't ahead and throw in the scene we all need to see. Master Skywalker, there's too many of them. What are we going to do?
0: And then it's just him chopping
2: heads. You need it. I mean, I'm all for saving the kids, but I'm all for Star Wars violence, too.
1: Yeah, I don't even know what movie I would want to direct this cut kind of. There's just it's too many movies.
2: There's so many movies. But I mean, like.
1: Um, the question is what movie is already. All right, and then you know what you think can be amazing? Spider-Man Three, Tobey Maguire. Mm. Okay.
2: About Ooh. That. Because yeah. similar to Justice League, they crammed I, two villains in their storylines into a two-hour I, frame.
1: Three, three villains.
2: Three mm. villains. You're right. They crammed three villains into that, that was, two-hour frame. Cool,
1: yeah, and that was already a pretty. That was a
2: great, great quality. choice. And Spider-Man I, I people
1: three. don't. I you know people don't
2: like that movie, but I I like that movie. Spider Man was my second favorite. Show. I love Spider. man I grew up on Spider Man, so I know there's Tom Holland and there's Andrew Garfield. But I am a McGuire fan. I, I I love Tom Holland too, but like I'm just when I talk about my the ones I grew up on are going to be my favorite, which is understandable. It's just like any, our adults who Absolutely. like Star Wars prequels cool, better than sequels. But Spider Man Three, yes, I believe that I could see the director's cut of that because. There's three villains thrown into there Hobgoblin, Sandman, and Venom. That we just, some of it felt rushed. And that's what a lot of comments people made. They were like, you guys tried to jam pack all of this into one movie. And they were like, that wasn't, that wasn't. And that was pretty much the downfall of that. That, that was part of the downfall of that um, series of movies because they talked about Spider Man 4, but they were just like, no, let's just reboot it. And then Andrew Garfield didn't work out. And they were like, ah, oh, let's just reboot it. And yeah. so, you know, around Tom Holland, but like, yeah, that Spider Man. I'm gonna go with Spider Man Three. I had to think about it for a little bit, um, but I like I that. It
0: that's Spider-Man a really 2. good choice. Well, <laughs> last thoughts on the Snyder Cut? Fucking great. I feel like we're all in a we're all in agreement on that. It was definitely far better than the original. Uh, Tillman, mm-hmm. thanks for joining the podcast for a bit to uh, come talk to us about it.
2: Yeah, no problem. I just um, I didn't know, but did you guys um, also recognize that? The flashpoint wasn't a thing in the original Justice League. At the end.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh shoot! I didn't even I didn't, I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm.
2: At the end, they, they the little flying things were like they, they were kicking his uh Stephen, uh, Stephen Field's, uh butt, and those things were like. Oh, he was like, you know what they smell? And they were like, they smell fear. Batman said fear. And then they just swarmed him. And then he 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 beamed up into the sky. We don't know where he went, but he just beamed up into the sky. But I meant to bring that up earlier. I just thought that was interesting that they added in that whole flashpoint. Like, mm-hmm. yes, the world is destroyed. They succeeded. But psych, here comes Flash. But yeah, that wasn't a part of the original Justice League.
0: Hmm. Man.
2: But yeah, my final thoughts are yeah, great. I uh, love the character development, and I just I can't wait to see what DC does next after that. Um, I I feel like you know you did you've done something good. Let's let's keep that way and let's you know build off of that. You know, um, without excessive fan service. So, but thank you. yeah, thank you for having me, and I highly appreciate the time. And I had a great great time talking on your guys' podcast. All right,
0: thanks, and I'll talk to you again later tonight for the Falcon time. Winter Soldier, huh, buddy? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Tab, last thoughts on Snyder Cut?
1: Hey, I mean, this shit is, it's goaded already. It's, um, it, it's shown us what superhero movies can do, what a DC film should look like. Because for the longest, the question was just like, okay, we got Marvel. We know Marvel's fire. Now what's DC going to do? And then the second question is, well, how can they do anything when Marvel is so good? Why why wouldn't they just like adopt the same strategy? How can they do something different but as effective? And I think that that question, Zack Snyder had some he had some very compelling answers to those questions that uh, unfortunately were not um, profitable enough to be to to rise to prominence.
0: Nevertheless, it was such a good time. Thanks for being out here with me, Tavares. Uh, It was uh, was a pleasure.
1: This will this will definitely I think I think we'll get on a much better recording schedule this way. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: One hundred percent. I think you can expect more weekly episodes with me and Tavares for sure.
1: Yes, definitely. This was a this was a pleasure. I liked uh, having Toman on. That was a, a good, uh, good, you know, dynamic
0: addition. Yeah, and yeah. that's what that's that's what the uh, freedom of the remote podcast allows is uh, inviting people on right. to discuss uh, mm-hmm. uh, just because they don't have to leave wherever they are. Just hop on your computer and talk to me for a bit. Exactly. That's that. So again, this was the Penny Bloom podcast. I was Colton Robertson and that was Tavares Pennington. Uh, if you enjoyed, please leave a rate and review, uh, share the show with a friend. We'll appreciate any of that we can get. And, uh, yeah. Any last thoughts, Tavares?
1: No, I think we covered it all.
0: All right. Remember, peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves.
1: Praise him.